This is Jessica Dubalar with QSO VSO, and I'm here in Mabaruma, Region 1, Guyana, with a VSO Guyana volunteer, Joseph Wangija, who, who's a special education needs specialist. Hi, Joseph. Thanks for meeting with me. It's a, it's a pleasure talking with you. Now, can you tell me a little bit about uh, why there's a need for a special education needs specialist here in Mabaruma? Yeah, um... In Mabaroma, we have, we have very many cases of children with special education needs, and it comes from very many reasons that I'll mention later in in this interview. Um, there is there are for a high need for for special education needs because these children we look at them as a resource, whereby they can be harnessed through education and contribute to the socio-economic development of the whole community of Mabaruma and Guyana as a whole. So we are trying as VSO KISO to bring them uh, through training into mainstream schools where they can obtain education because they cannot get this kind of education well at home. So we are bringing them in homes, I mean in schools, ensure that they get an education and contribute actively in the development of the society. Yeah. So before you started doing your work here, what were the children doing? Were they going to school? Were they learning at home? No, um, this, uh, the culture here is very different and funny per se. Um, true, persons with physical challenges um, tend to be discriminated, but here in Mabaroma is where the vice comes trust. Um, children or persons with special needs are really discriminated upon and um, there is also a high culture of protectionism. You find that homes or families with such children, they tend to hide them in their homes because they fear that by exposing them to the public domain, their family is going to be discriminated. So they hide them, and of course when they hide them, they cannot get access to education. So as VSO, we are moving through sensitization, saying, look, these children, they can get education. So we're having what we call pre-inclusion training. So in this pre-inclusion training, the community is trying to bring these children out, and we are using the assistance of the village leaders, like the captain, uh, to share us, to help us identify these children. And just for people in Canada, what can you explain what a captain and a tushao is in oh, the Guyanese um, context? Tushao um, is an Amerindian term, which means like a leader, okay. a local leader. Yeah, it's the title given to the local leaders. Yeah. So similar to a chief in Canada? Yeah, chief, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. And so what was their response point? So you come into the, the communities and, and you're trying to encourage the inclusion of special needs children in school. How did you approach that and how... How did they respond? Oh yeah, um, it was a challenge because at first they didn't see any 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 sense in in what we were saying, yeah, because of the culture they had not seen such people going to school. And here's the situation that we are telling them: these children can go to school and they can study. It's like telling someone that a chicken can ride a bicycle. You know, it 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 it, it looks so complex. That's how they looked at it. They looked at it to be very hard. So that was a very big challenge, I think, starting from from the Department of Education and I need to thank VSO for, for what they are doing because at least they are moving ahead with inclusion. So um, what happened is that when I reached here um, I tried to study the culture 
of, of Mabaruma, the social economic activities the people are involved in. So by studying them first, it gave me what to do. Now, I started with a few teachers, about three teachers. I told them, look, it can be possible, it can be done. Basing on what I'd been doing in my country, I showed them the example. So we started away a few. Uh, previously, there was also a volunteer who was working with special education in special education needs. So she was working with about two teachers. So I involved them. So we had a total of about five teachers. So um, we started moving in communities, identifying a core number of children that we started with. And now after starting with those children and there was a drastic improvement there was a results were immediate so when parents and other community members started seeing results they started coming on board others started calling me so that's how the group has been growing and currently um we have i have 45 teachers under training and they'll be graduating in may this year 2011 and uh, the community leaders and the community as a whole have been active now in involving themselves in special education. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. So in one and a half years, you've managed to train 35 teachers? Yeah, and we've mainstreamed 10 children. Okay, so 10 children that hadn't been going to school yes, before? Yes, yes, yeah. With special needs are now in yeah, school? Yeah, yes, yes, they're now in school. Okay, that's fantastic. Mm. And you you still have time left in your placement here. What's what are the next steps? What's what do you plan to do in the final six months? Yeah. Um. What we are looking at now is to increase the participation of the children who have been mainstreamed. You know, inclusion does not only mean to put these children in school. No, uh, they must compete favorably and actively with the rest of the learners. That is what inclusion is all about. So what we are doing, we are, want to look at how to make them improve academically to match the rest. We are also trying to advocate for, for, for their rights while at school. For example, there are some children we've mainstreamed in a, a school like Waona uh, who has who has his his hands his hands are impaired. So during exams the teachers will expect if an examination is for two hours the teacher will expect that child to finish in two hours. So we are trying to say, look, this child can true compete like the others, but he should be given more time, maybe 30 minutes or an hour more so that he can be able to compete with others. So those are the steps we are trying to move on. And um, <coughs> um, we're also trying to see that we, we try to resource the schools, these schools where we are putting these children so that we get some basic basic assistance and that's the challenge also it's really lacking but i think we shall reach there slowly by slowly with so far um uh, i i happened to write a proposal to unicef mm -hmm. and they were able to fund us with uh, they got us some materials which are really helping us and um, they're also helping with like workshops. You know, it is expensive special education per se. And like when I came here, I found it had a budget of three, three hundred, three hundred thousand Ghanaian which is about uh, which is about um, fifteen hundred US, which could do nothing almost. So now UNICEF is assisting, 
of course when they came and they saw what is happening what vso is doing here they were impressed and they started assisting us like with workshops and i said to change culture in order to change culture workshops and sensitization campaigns are very important so we are planning to continue them and we we have started so far so bringing these people here it tends to be very expensive but unicef is helping us by now Okay, great. Yeah. Now, you came to Guyana from Uganda. Yes. As you're a, a volunteer from, from Africa. How, what, what was your experience in Uganda that you brought here, and how have you experienced being a volunteer from Yeah, um, through the culture differs. It's like comparing an apple to an orange, but all, both of them are fruits. So, um, and then I had worked in Uganda with with such people, the physical or mentally challenged, and I'd seen, I had seen results. I'd seen that these people can go to school. We had trained some in agriculture, and they were, they had farms. Some blind people. So that experience, I came with it here. The way I handled the, the way, the way I handled the whole work in Uganda. That experience has helped me here very much. However, the, the culture differs, as I say that, unlike like in Uganda where, where they can be exposed for, for, yeah, for the public, but again here they are hidden, so you see that's the biggest challenge that I had at first. Okay, excellent. And for you personally, what has this experience meant to you and how do you think it what will you take back with you when you when you go home next year? Yeah, uh, it has helped me a lot, and I'm writing a book on special education based on Guyanese context, and I'm about to complete it. I think um, it's uh, the the gist of this book is to help teachers in schools where there are no special schools. So um, that's literal experience that so far I've got within one and a half years. It, it has helped me a lot and you never know I may extend to finish my, my, my objectives because I feel it's useless for me to leave and leave everything hanging yeah, without laying a base. So the experience has been very good and for example it's going to help me write a book mm -hmm. and I think if I go back home I'm going to, to use it on my local community. Yeah. Is there any particular child or family that, that you think of most that you've helped if you look back at the last year and a half that makes you feel really proud of the, the work that you're doing? Oh yeah, um, there is this family in Bamburi. This girl, is a, she's called Melissa, she's 12 years and we mainstreamed her in, in Hosororo. At first the parents were rigid, they looked at it because this child, she had been turned to babysitting, she was being wasted. And now when we started working with her in pre-inclusion training, I, I don't know, most people don't use it, but it's very important to achieve inclusion. And uh, I've used it here and I've seen the results. So at first the parents were hesitant in bringing that child in that kind of training, but later on they agreed slowly by slowly. I told them, just give me a chance of about two months, and if it does not work out, um, I'll stop picking your child. So they gave me that chance, and now after mainstreaming this child, and the way they're seeing their child, they have seen a very big improvement in their child in terms of reasoning, by the way, in terms of physical health, and in, in, 
the way she is right now it has been a great improvement and one time when i visited the family the mother talked to me, talked to me in tears i couldn't imagine thank you for coming thank you for leaving your country forgive us it was very difficult we didn't understand you but now we are seeing the importance that you've done in our community we want you to stay forever don't go back but i said north south east west home is best i say yeah, i'll have to go back but the most important thing is that you've seen the importance of education and a great change in your child's life that's what i wanted you to know Excellent. Well, it sounds like you're doing fantastic work here. Thanks for speaking with us, Joseph. Thank you very much.